I'm not necessarily the greatest cook, so I try to do things as simply as possible. Is this thing on? Welcome back to the Voice Podcast, created by students for students. I'm Brian Hearn, and here with me today is Ellie Steele. Hello. How are you doing today, Ellie? Good. How are you, Brian? I'm doing pretty well. Summer's been rolling along. School started up. Everything's going well. How's, yeah. How are things been going for you? Pretty good. So uh, what, are you, what are we talking about today? We are talking about how to prepare food in a cost-effective manner for students going back to school, trying to keep within a budget, um, trying to eat healthy during school for people that, you know, maybe haven't been cooking for themselves that much yet at this point, um, or just trying to get into a, a healthy habit of cooking for themselves, right? No, uh, it's, it's pretty critical stuff. You know, like I actually, I went to St. Lawrence originally for culinary school, like way too long ago, unfortunately now, but <laughs> before that even, I, I hadn't really been cooking too much before I started working in the kitchen. And that was my first uh, introduction to that. And it really opened up my eyes to the possibilities of food and also just the, the necessary ability to cook for yourself. You know, yeah. Relying on takeout and prepackaged food, it's just, it's not good, especially for a student life. And so like, what, what are your experiences with food? What, what are you bringing here? Well, I'm a holistic nutritionist. Uh, I've been um, working in that field for about 20 years. So for me, cooking is a necessary evil to eat well. Because <laughs> I'm not necessarily the greatest cook. So I try to do things as simply as possible and as efficiently as possible. So, okay. um, so for me, it's more about the nutritional side of things and then trying to make food, healthy food, interesting, fun, um, like you said, cost effective and hopefully maybe creative, like, you know, cause once I get rolling on something then I really do enjoy it, but um, it's, it's not something I'm drawn to necessarily. So yeah, so we can bring in some of our expertise here and talk about this topic. Uh, that's, that's perfect. And I think you touched on something, uh, something really important there is the creativity, you know, like it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be anything crazy, but just have fun with it, right? Cooking yeah. is, you know, it, it's obviously it's something we have to do to live. But it, it can be a really fun process and, you know, creating, making food with just by yourself or for other people, with your friends, it's just a really fun social thing and something that, you know, you can really integrate into even a busy life. Like cooking can become a part of a, a good, ha healthy habits and balance in life. So. Yeah, it absolutely can. And I'll just say, don't get discouraged by failures because I've had plenty of failures, but you know, sometimes you try a dish or you try a spice and like, oh, that doesn't work. <laughs> but then you learn, right? You don't do that again next time. And sometimes yeah. you just have to eat it anyway, because it's all you have. <laughs> and we'll definitely learn. <laughs> but, yeah. Right. Here's a tip on the bat. If yeah. this, like the last bit of food you have in the kitchen, maybe that's not the time to be creative, but I totally understand. You know, like when you have a full pantry, that's like, all right, you know, I'm gonna try a little bit of this, a little bit of that. When it's like that last meal you have before you're gonna get an OSAP check or your paycheck, that's the time you just play it safe and you just go for like, just wherever you got around. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Okay, so why don't we talk about these buying strategies for keeping within a budget? Do you have some tips for that? Yeah, there's a couple of things personally. Um, honestly, for me, last, deals, last day of sale items are a huge thing, especially when you can get like a, a large cut of beef or something like that. They're so great because you can use, you can cut it down, you can turn it into a couple different portions, freeze some of it off, cook it off right away, and then you have meals for days. How about yourself? What do you think? Yeah, same. So I was at the grocery store this morning and I found that I didn't realize this before. If you go in the morning, yesterday's meat, like there's a good selection of 50% off stickers on yesterday's meat, right? Earlier yeah. 
earlier in the day. So I didn't realize that because I was there quite early this morning and <laughs> I got a whole bunch of stuff from my freezer. So I think that's great too. And I mean, using flyers, I think is mm -hmm. a good way to kind of think about um, what am I going to eat this week? So as a nutritionist, yeah. I'm always telling people to try to plan their meals in advance, like not their breakfast and their lunch, just kind of plan your dinners. Yeah. If you figure out what you're going to have for dinner, breakfasts are easier generally for a lot of people. Uh, and you can always use leftovers for lunch, right? So if you have a store close by, get that flyer or get their app or, you know, usually you can get their flyers online and then yeah. plan your meals for the week around what's on sale that week. So especially the cuts of meat. Um, yeah. So have a look and see what's going to be on sale because those are generally your more expensive items. And then the processed foods, those are always expensive too. So trying to yeah. avoid those as much as possible and go with the whole foods, like the real vegetables are going to be cheaper. The more processed something is, the more butchered it is or processed, the, the higher the price tag, right? So oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and when regards to that too, like especially when you the big ticket items, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll have sales, you know, like you buy two get like half off things like that. And those are the times where it's like, it's really smart idea, especially for students, you know, not everyone's gonna have a car. It's gonna be hard to get to the restaurant. Those are great times where like you plan your trips and you go with maybe like a couple of friends. Yeah. And what you do is like, you go and do a large shopping trip together and then you either plan to make a couple of meals together or you just split up your purchases afterwards. But you can take advantage of the bulk deals and you can take advantage yeah. of going to all these places and it saves you guys all a massive amount of time, which is again, right. I know it's hard when you don't have a car and you're trying to take public transportation, especially yeah. COVID. Yeah. You don't want to be spending too much time out there. You want to just do a once a week trip. You hit a couple of spots. And I think that's a really good way to go about it personally. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about like members, membership programs or loyalty programs? Yeah, do you use those a lot? So I do. I have the, the PC optimum points. Okay. And I also have a vehicle. So I buy gas at SO so that I get more points. Mm -hmm. So anyone that has a car and is getting gas too, that's it. It gives you more points. So it just builds up points and I have the app and every week it gives me the, the deals and it's based on an algorithm that looks at your shopping habits. So it's stuff that you would buy and you'll get points for those foods if you buy them in that week. And then you can save them. If you don't need it that week, you can say save for next week. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. And, and then when you get those points, like it takes 40 to 60 bucks off my grocery bill a month easily. So because Loblaw's prices tend to be more expensive in yeah. general, um, but if you take advantage of lo those loyalty programs, because that's what stores want to do. They want to keep you coming back to their store. So basically, if you're a, a loyalty program member, you're going to get those essentially sale prices yeah. on those items that you use most often. So, and it's, they're free to join. You just go online and sign up for an optimum card and they send it to you. And yeah, it's super easy. So that's one of the ones that I use. Costco is another good, good one, right? If yeah, you're for sure. house with someone and you can um, get one membership and go once a week, like you said, cause their prices are usually amazing um, on, on items that people will eat every day. So yeah. So those are some good ones that I take advantage of. Now, I want to ask you as a cook about the types of equipment that you think people should invest in. So what are some things that you think people should definitely spend a little money on to make it easier in the kitchen? Well, honestly, the, the one thing, you every person has to have a kitchen. You have to have a good knife. You're not going to go anywhere with that. You know, like a good chef's knife, they're just incredibly versatile. Once you get once you get comfortable with it, you can do a lot of different things, but having a good, a good knife, a paring knife, a bread knife, those three things are essential to absolutely any kitchen. That, and honestly, 
a cast iron pan. Yeah. That the cast iron pan, you can make sauces, you can fry things, you can basically do roasts, you can do just what anything you want with it. And they, as long as you treat them properly, they're gonna last forever. Like you can have like multi generational cast iron pans. Absolutely, I have my grandmother's cast iron pan. Oh no way! <laughs> I, I think do. Have some amazing flavor, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't take as good a care of it as I should. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some, honestly, some people say like, you have to like, you can't get them wet. You can't do all these things. Like you're not gremlins. Okay. You, you can, you can like, you can use soap and water. You, you don't want to like attack them with a steel brush, but like, you know, you can, they're, they're very hardy. They're going to take, yeah, they yeah. take some, they're going to take some pounding. All right. Yeah. You, can, you can buy one at the beginning of college and you're just not going to look like it by the end of college. It'll still be fine. Yeah. Um, so what are some other things that you find you need in the kitchen? In the kitchen, definitely the cast iron pan. I'm with you there. I also like um, like a Dutch oven or something, like oh, a, cool. a big stock pot that can double um, double as a saucepan or as a pot, right? Yeah. So soups, I think, are a really good idea for mm. batch cooking and for saving some money and having easy lunches. So a big pot of some kind, um, I think, is an essential. Yeah. I, I couldn't live without that. Um, and if you, if you can get an instant pot, I don't know how you feel about the instant pot, but. Oh, I have one. I love it. I, yeah. I've been making 45 minute ribs. It's like, just do a dry rub, just do a rub the night before. You throw them in for 45 minutes. What I like to do is I like, like to let them chill for a bit in the fridge and then I'll throw them to a barbecue. So you get both like nice tender and then you get the char on the outside. Oh my God. It's just yeah. heavenly. Yeah. And so fast for anyone that doesn't know that an instant pot is like an electric pressure cooker. Yeah. So you can cook things so quickly, like in a third of the cooking time usually, right? Like oh, beans, it, chili, spaghetti sauce, meats, roasts, a whole chicken. Like you can do a whole chicken in 20 minutes. Yeah, my, my aunt makes yogurt with hers, which I actually find oh, fascinating. Yeah. yeah, and I think that'd be, a, that'd be a really cool thing to do. I haven't got a chance to try it yet, but I yeah, like, yeah, I'm a big fan of yogurts, probiotics, all that kind of thing. So that'd be yeah. really nice. Yeah, for sure. So another thing uh, that we haven't mentioned is like, so. You have to have like, you know, instant pot can, great, Dutch oven, these are all good things. Cutting boards, you gotta have at least a couple of cutting boards. You know, you, you want, realistically, it'd be good to have at least three. You know, you wanna have one for your meats, one for your veggies, and then basically one for things like cheese and stuff like that. It's not really that essential, you know, but just, if you're gonna wash it off between each time, but make sure you don't have cross-contamination. Yeah. Another thing is mixing bowls. You can't do anything without mixing bowls, you know, especially when you're doing any kind of large batch, batch prep, cooking, things like that, you know, chop up your veggies, put in a mixing bowl, keep them differentiated, and then you can just like make it, just work your way around the bowl, throw in the pot. And Tupperware. Yes. You're not gonna be able to store anything if you don't have Tupperware, folks. Now you can get you can get that shit for cheap, and it's not really a big deal at all. So those things right there, I think that's just about, like those are the things you really need, maybe a colander, a strainer, you know, for yeah. pasta. But like, yeah. if you have those essentials, like honestly, those kind of things right there, you, you spend well under a hundred dollars and you can have a nicely cooked kitchen for, you know, cooking for yourself or for a couple other people. And if you're doing for more than that, pull some resources. I'm right. sure all your friends have some pots you guys can throw together for a big meal. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah for sure. So now with college living, of course, I, I know there's going to be some restrictions and there's going to be some things that people are missing from their diets. Like what are some things that students need to be looking out for with their diets? Yeah, so the most important thing I think to, to as a foundational is protein. Protein okay. intake is really important and it's it's really easy to um to not get enough protein, mm. especially for someone that's newly away from home because meats can be kind of intimidating to cook. 
Um, there's this huge push towards vegetarianism and veganism right now. So there's yep. misinformation around that and people aren't really recognizing how much protein they really get and how much are in different foods. So I think that that's important. So I, so just as a basic, so people kind of understand, um, a sedentary male, so not active, not doing anything, just sitting on the couch, needs at least 56 grams of protein a day just to prevent a deficiency. So that's okay. not like an optimal intake. That's the okay. amount you need to not get sick. Um, and a woman needs about 46 grams, just sedentary, not active, just to prevent deficiency. So that doesn't sound like that much, yeah. but but let's look at it. So if you have a bagel with cream cheese for breakfast, mm -hmm. that's 10 and a half grams of protein. Okay, really interesting. Actually, that's 12. It's 12.7 because the cream cheese adds some. So like 12 grams of protein. So a bagel okay. does have quite a bit of protein, but it's, yeah. not, it's not a complete protein. It's yeah. protein from a grain. So it mm -hmm. doesn't have all the essential amino acids. Exactly, yeah. It's still a protein, but it's just not as easily bioavailable as mm -hmm. a a protein with all the essential amino acids. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so then let's say you have two slices of, of pizza with meat for lunch. Yeah, yeah. That's seven and seven and change grams of protein. Not a yeah, lot. But even with like pepperoni and stuff like that, you know, it, it's, it's gonna be pretty fatty. Good. It's not gonna give you that much actual protein. It's kind no. of more that, that faux protein where you think you're getting yeah, a lot of it, but you're not in reality, right? I'm being generous here. So <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wouldn't count that either, but yeah, so okay. just right. Um, and then let's say you have a six inch meatball sub for, for dinner. This is yeah. kind of a college, typical college diet, right? Bagel cream cheese at Tim Hortons coffee. You grab a couple slices of pizza for lunch and you have a sub after class or something, right? Okay. Yeah. So that's 41 grams of protein. That doesn't yeah. even meet the basic requirements for men or women, right? Yeah. It's getting close to, if you stack them all together, you're getting close to that, but that's what you said, the deficiency amount, that's not anywhere near optimal, right? right? Like right. deficiency. And those aren't great quality proteins yeah. either, right? The quality so, matters, eh? Yeah. And so let's say you have two eggs for breakfast or yeah. ideally three, I would say three eggs is a serving because that's going to yeah. give you a decent yeah. amount of protein. Then you have a salad or, you know, a wrap or something that has three ounces of chicken for yeah. lunch. That's going to give you 26 grams. And then let's say you have a cup of spaghetti sauce with pasta for dinner. Okay. That's going to give you about 20 grams. So now you're getting closer. Now you're at like yeah. about 60 grams for the day. So that's getting you a little bit over that bare minimum. And, and that's what I would say would be the bare minimum, especially for people that are in college, first year, stress, school, yeah. if they're working out at all or playing any sport that you got to have even more than that. True. So it's, you can see how tricky it would be for people to eat like eggs for breakfast, chicken for lunch, meat for dinner. Like yeah. spaghetti. You know, if you're, if you're not able to cook for yourself and have those leftovers, that makes it tricky. So yeah. I just want people to be aware. It's not as easy as you think. Um, and, and one of my big kind of pet peeves is peanut butter. Okay. I love peanut butter. Don't get me wrong, but Everyone a lot does. of people think that protein, that peanut butter is high protein food, and it really isn't. It's a high fat food. So two okay. tablespoons of peanut butter, which is you know a, a serving of peanut butter, really only has um, seven grams of protein. Okay, interesting. That's, now, that's if you were, if you were to add it to like a bagel and like a glass of milk, like would, would we be getting anywhere near like a decent level, or is that still pretty off? To twenty, if it was with milk. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, close. Some, yeah something at least, right? 
Yeah, it's something, but it still wouldn't be a complete protein either. It's a plant-based protein. Mm. And there's, we could argue about that all day long, but, <laughs> but it's when you don't have all the essential amino acids, it's not as bioavailable. You need actually more protein to make up for a, a protein that's not as bioavailable. So that okay. requirement goes up if you're depending on those plant-based protein sources. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's about 14% higher if you're dependent on plant-based. That's actually really interesting. Well, We'll have to do uh, maybe end of the road. We'll do a, a, a cooking episode where we talk about some vegetarian ideas where we can help help people that are trying to ease more towards that lifestyle into yeah. like making some good choices. But one thing I want to ask you too is like, so you're talking about making pasta and chicken and things like that. Now, to me personally, like that sounds like it could consume a lot of my day. Like, what are some tips and tricks you would have for saving time so you're not spending like two or three hours a day cooking your meal? Because that doesn't yeah. really seem realistic, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. You probably have something to add to this too, but I mean, roasting a chicken. Yeah. So if you've got a chicken ready to go in the oven, it takes care of itself. Yeah, like I would sure. just, I would just throw that in the oven. I might throw it in at 350 and then turn it down after 20 minutes or something. Um, cool. but, but that's what I would do. I, I don't even necessarily spice it. Um, but sometimes you can throw some oil or some seasoning on it. And then I just throw it in the oven, put a lemon in the body cavity or something. Yeah. With herbs, right. And like then it. like, an hour, 15 minutes, get a meat thermometer. Maybe that's another essential. Oh, good call. I that having a thermometer, especially if you're doing large batch cooking. Yeah. It's yeah, essential. Yeah. So, and you can get the ones that beep at you when it's done. Yeah. So you throw it in the oven, you go study or you go do whatever you got to do. It takes care of itself. The instant pot is great there too, because you can yeah. throw stuff in, in the morning while you're in the shower Yeah. Um, and it's have it ready or even have it. Cause the instant pot also works as a slow cooker. Yeah. So you can throw it in the morning. It's ready when you get home at night. So, and you can throw a whole chicken in that too. And same with the spaghetti sauce, right? You just have okay. to brown the meat. You have yeah. to brown the meat and the onion together. you like, mm. you should talk about this because this is your thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know, you say, you know, I was a cook, but like everything you're talking about, you're hitting all the good things. So like yeah. with meat, you know, you gotta get that. It's called the Maillard, Maillard reaction. We're basically is browning the meat and caramelizing it. And actually that's one of the big reasons why humans be able to advance because we figure out cooking because it, it does unlock a whole extra tier of the actual nutrients from it and we can get so much more which is why we're here today yeah. um but yeah i agree like things like the, the instant pot are great if people have the resources to get one if not right. suddenly as, as you mentioned before the dutch oven is fantastic yeah. you know honestly like up a cheap slow cooker too at the secondhand store because people are taking those left right and center to value village now because absolutely so yep. that's all I had for years was just a slow cooker or yeah. a crock pot. For sure. Or honestly, if you're going to be at home all day, like it's, if, as long as you're there or someone is there, having yeah. a pot in the stove is fine or a low simmer if you want to make a soup, a stock or you want to make a super soon in those lines. Um, yeah. But, you know, those, those things are still like more like, you know, they're fire I forget and they're great. Well, some other things I like to do to save time are just essentially like honestly par cooking or large batch cooking where like, you know, you, I'll buy like five pound bag of potatoes and then what I'll do is I'll just take a bit of time and I'll just like chop them up and then say like I'll roast like two pounds of potatoes at once or I'll boil a couple of pounds of potatoes at once. And so you don't cook them all the way through. But then that way what you do is you do later on, like so if you say, you know, you cook up a whole chicken yeah. and for dinner you had a leg. Now next day you want to have a different leg, uh, the other leg, but you want to have the same thing. And you, you can add different veggies or you saw some different veggies the last time. You can have a different sauce and then you can cook your potatoes if we can fry them, you can roast them, whatever. And yeah. it kind of takes what essentially is like, could essentially be the same meal more or less, 
and makes it different. So that, that's kind of some of that creativity you were talking about, which is essential because I know it's hard to eat the same thing meal after meal. Like I'm, I'm kind of used to it. You know, like I can eat a, set, a hamburger or a, or a sandwich forever, like five, like three meals a day. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But I'm still going to add different things into each other. I add a little bit of different sauces. And that really, you know, if your palate's not happy. Sorry? I find that that's very individual. There's some people yeah. that love routine and they can eat the same thing yeah. over and over and they're good. And then there's other people that have to have variety. So if you're mm -hmm. one of those people that has to have variety, like you're saying, you can add that in just by having those ingredients ready to go. Yeah. And then change up your spices or change up your fat, right? That's For sure. And like, Things like that too are great because like I said, changing up for different palates and tastes, it kind of works like, so if you have, say, you know, like if you were smart and thought ahead of time and you cooked off a large batch of ground beef or something and like suddenly, you know, it's like Friday night, you want to get together with some friends. Like, so if you have something like that prepped up, ready to go, get done class, you can grab whatever these like park of leftovers you have together and you can go over and you can make a nice little meal with your friend, which is social, it saves you money. At, sorry? <laughs> nachos oh yo oh my god exactly oh ground beef you got ground beef in the fridge you got nachos baby uh, perfect. So, you know actually on on that line like to me think of a recipe idea one of my favorite things um it honestly just like just basically leaving you like a little nacho ball and like you know, if, you, if you have some sort of you know ground meat or refried beans or something like that a little bit of salsa in the fridge sour cream like leftover bag of nachos and some veggies and you have a, a nice yeah. little fiesta salad bowl and Exactly right. And they, <laughs> man, we, we we served one. We were serving some at uh, the, where I worked last night, and it just kind of got me thinking about this. And like, man, it really is just the best little leftover meal yeah. because you can just take all these remnants of things, like the last bit of the sour cream, the last bit of the salsa, and you yeah. can make a really nice little composed dish. It looks like you yeah. spent thirty minutes on it, but it's just leftovers. And yeah. Like, oh, I love that. So yeah. what, like, along those lines, though, what are some recipe ideas that you love making? Like, what are some ones that you would like to to tell the students as a as a good standard maybe well, yeah so i find my go-to if i'm busy um if i have any kind of leftover veggies in the fridge so usually if i'm cooking anything i always make extra yeah so i'll have something left over generally in the fridge and then if i don't have a protein source ready to go eggs are the thing so mm -hmm. eggs in the pan with those leftover veggies and some cheese and some parmesan and if i've got some fresh herbs um i'm gonna throw that in there and that's like 10 minutes dinner right? Or, you know, whatever I need. So that's one of my kind of a go-tos, just any kind of egg dish with some leftover veggies. I find that that's quick, easy, throw it in my cast iron pan, a little bit of fat and away you go. That's one of my favorites. What Smart. about you? Uh, honestly, uh, something similar, like me personally, I'll, I like to just cook off, as I mentioned before, like, you know, I'll do like large batch of potatoes or rice, and then you can do something like an egg stir fry or like a, an egg, egg fried rice is like just a really oh, yeah. easy, nice little thing to do. And it's like, some things I always keep in the kitchen personally. I always have bell peppers, zucchini, onions, tomatoes, mushrooms, because those are the kind of things that just fit within a large different kind of cooking style. So like, you know, one of the dishes I made recently was, you know, one of the pasta dish. Those ingredients together just make a perfect, nice little, little pasta sauce, some ground beef, and you have a little bolognese, good to go. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. And it's so easy to find recipes now too. Like I found when I first started cooking, we didn't, you know, I mean, Google wasn't a thing I'm aging yeah. myself here, but it wasn't. So you had to have books like these things. You had to open it, <laughs> like read the paper and you got all your crap all over it while you're trying to cook. <laughs> now you get all over your phone. But, yeah. but, 
but an app like the just the cooking apps right like there's mm. apps now that can do your meal planning for you and give you yeah. a recipe list or a grocery list and like utilize some of that stuff because yeah. there's some great free apps just like have a look at what's available and then get some ideas i i'm the type of person that hardly ever follows a recipe yeah same <laughs> some people love a recipe they want to know exactly what order and what ingredients um that's not really me i'll take a recipe kind of loose recipe and then i'll just go with whatever i have in the fridge um and it usually works out fine that does take some skill right like that that yeah. takes experience until you get to that point so following a recipe there's nothing wrong with that when you're first starting out but don't be afraid to deviate a little bit from recipe. If you don't have an ingredient, there's probably a substitution. And I mean, just Google it. Like sour cream, if you don't have sour cream, you can use plain yogurt. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid if you don't have the right ingredient and don't think it's gonna ruin the dish. You know, it may not no. be the exact thing, but you know, you tried, I'm sure it'll still taste good. It just won't be the exact same. And that's not really yeah. a big deal. It never way. is anyway, <laughs> in my experience. Yeah. It never looks like the picture. Don't expect no, it, it to look like the picture. No, it never does. <laughs> Maybe yeah. uh, show uh, one of those apps or two you're talking about, just for so students for help with the meal plan. What's an app that you use in that regard? Well, the one, this is a paid one, but it's one that a lot of my okay. clients use, and it's it's more for fitness too. But um, oh shoot, now Renaissance Periodization. But there's three or four that I've checked out over the years. A lot of them are paid, um, mm -hmm. but there are a few free ones, and even just um, um, like all cooks. Like yeah. if you go. Google any kind of recipe, all recipes, I think it's called. All, all recipes. recipes is an amazing website. I love that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And they have an app too. So, <laughs> so any kind of app like that, that's just a recipe app, I would say, um, it's great for ideas. No, that's really smart. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's all we have for today, folks. Uh, thank you so much for the talk, Ellie. It was really great. Thank uh, is there anything you want to shout out? Any uh, social media handles, websites, anything like that? Um, well, for me, if, if people can contact me through my student email, that's fine. Yeah. If they have questions about holistic nutrition or anything like that, but um, you can also my website evolutionwellness.ca if people cool. are interested in that. But it's a little bit not just nutrition. There's other things yeah. there too. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm actually I, I'm pretty off social media though. I'm probably yeah. gonna be fixing it. I think for business reasons and for this, I'm probably setting up an Instagram handle, which. I'll let people know when that happens. Uh, yeah. For now, yeah, people want to reach out to me, brian.hearn at student.sl.one.ca. I'm willing to talk about business or cooking or any other subject, really. Um, and I think that's all we have today. So thank you, folks, for tuning in. Hopefully, we gave you some good information. And thanks again, Ellie.